Why does everyone keep saying USC needs their own indoor practice facilities? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free, and I really do appreciate your support. If you happen to be watching on YouTube and you haven't become a free subscriber yet, it's really easy. You see that subscribe button, click it. And if you like the episode, hit that thumbs up, and don't forget to hit the bell notification That way, you won't miss any one of our five episodes that comes at you five days a week. This episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked on today to get started. Okay, so today, spring camp, day number seven. I was waiting around for it to start. Got there a little early again. And I looked up to the sky and I was amazed at just literally how beautiful the day was. Um, specifically, I was looking up because I knew on Wednesday and on Thursday when we come back for practice, it's it's supposed to rain. You could not tell on Tuesday. It was freaking beautiful. Um, gorgeous. Norman Rockwell painting. But here's the thing. I mean, even when it does rain in Southern California, USC football, they still practice outdoors. Last week in the rain, torrential downpour, pro day, everything. Well, not everything took place outdoors, but the vast majority took place outdoors, including USC's spring day, spring camp that happened later in the afternoon. So, you know, Again, I was admiring the Southern California weather, and I said, hey, let me check out the weather in Columbus, Ohio. Cold, you know, 50s, wasn't raining, but they were practicing indoors. And I'm thinking, why? Wasn't raining, wasn't snowing. Tell me again why USC is at a disadvantage when they start playing uh, those games in the Midwest, when they join the big conference. I mean, The Buckeyes don't even practice in that stuff. Heck, they don't even practice outside when it's a little cold. So, again, someone explain to me why USC is going to be at a disadvantage. Sounds like it's the the Buckeyes who might be a little soft, need to run indoors when it's a little cold outside. Hopefully everybody senses, senses the sarcasm in my voice. Not a lot of sarcasm, but there's a little bit there. Anyways, um... Something else I know is uh, I, I saw, I actually saw the Ohio State uh, Buckeye spring camp. There was a tweet, their hype video, and that's how I knew they were practicing indoors. And I kind of noticed that they run a lot of the same drills that I see USC uh, using in their camp, in their practices. So if there's not a lot of, you know, difference between um, the, the big programs, how things are done as far as, you know, the drills, uh, there, there might be a little bit of uh, different nuance here and there, but for the most part, all this stuff is, uh, 
interchangeable wherever you go. You're not going to see a whole lot of new stuff. So, um, like I said, just something, just a random observation on the day. I'm going to go ahead and do a my day seven, you know, practice recap uh, on this episode. Along, you know, give you my own unique perspectives, and then at the end of the show, make sure you stick around for this entire episode because in segment three, I got some recruiting information you might want to might be interested in. So you can either listen now to the beginning of the show. You can jump ahead. It's up to you. Got a lot of good info for you in this show. So stick around. 30 minutes or less. All your Trojan news and notes. Uh, so like I said, it's at 3 o'clock. And I'm there at practice. I can hear the music blasting on Howard Jones Field. I should have checked my email. Practice got pushed back to 4 o'clock again. That's my bad. Didn't check it. Email was sent out before 2 o'clock. But uh, it's okay. I don't mind hanging out, checking out stuff so I can observe and report back to you like this kind of stuff. If I wasn't there early, I would have missed Bobby Haskins on campus. He had his cleats in his hand, so it looked like he was going to be working out. Um, also, Brandon Peely, Tuli Tuiapolotu, and I think Terrell Thomas, remember T2, cornerback? He was also at practice uh, on Tuesday. One of the first guys I did see on his way to practice, who's a member of this year's squad, uh, strength and conditioning coach, Benny Wiley. You got to check out the picture. I have it over there up at wrsc.com in my official practice report. It looks like he had, I did a quick take and then I had to do a quick double take because it looked like he had an anaconda wrapped around him. It was some sort of uh, device that he was going to be using for uh, tension strength guys pulling on it maybe like a tug of war who knows um you might remember uh last week on one of the episodes of locked on usc i mentioned that uh veteran defensive analyst greg brown has been added to the staff well after practice uh, lincoln riley shared with the media how that whole thing came to fruition quote it could be really it can be really valuable to have a guy like that that's been that's extremely experienced, that's been responsible for the whole thing. In other words, being a defensive coordinator, uh, that comes that can come in and can offer some fresh perspective, a fresh set of eyes that's not solely responsible for one position group. He's really an overall advisor for our defensive staff. For myself, he's a great set of eyes. He's somebody our defensive coaches can sit in there and bounce ideas back and forth off of. He can give them an open and honest opinion, and he would continue. We vetted several different people on this. It's it's hard to find somebody that's good enough and experienced enough that has the right demeanor to come in and do this. And what he was talking about, because you've got to be able to fit in well with the staff, and you've got to fit in well with our culture and what we're trying to build here too. Greg really wanted to be here and just blew us away with his experience and his attitude, and he's been a great fit, end quote. So there you go. We're going to see how valuable the experience of Greg Brown is and how much he lends to the 2023 defense and Alex Grinch, because we know uh, if USC is going to make the playoffs, the defense is going to have to uh, up its game over last year. 
Now, Lincoln Riley was also asked about uh, the tight end depth after practice, and he tried to laugh it off, um, but he said, quote, right now, today, not good. Uh, he did say that Lake McCree's been playing at a really high level. As for newly converted tight end uh, Carson Tavaracci, Tavo, I don't think there's any question he's going to have uh, he's going to have the ability to make an impact. And then he went on to continue, we're not going to have Jude Wolf until the fall. And that's when Cade Eldridge will join the group as well, uh, 2023 recruit. So, quote, it's going to be good. It's just currently right now at this moment, not very good depth-wise. Now, um, Lincoln cannot mention Deuce Robinson's name yet. April 1st, he'll be talking about him all the time. <laughs> And uh, I think he meant, I think I mentioned, in fact, I know I mentioned on another episode that Malcolm Epps, uh, when he moved back into the transfer portal, that came as a complete surprise. So based on Lincoln Riley's comments right there, it appears it was a surprise because he's not feeling too comfortable with his depth at that position right now. All right, I got more uh, spring camp day seven coming up in the next seven segment. First though, as you know, we are... Uh, the tournament, it's heated up. It's it, it it's the heat's turned all the way. Up. We're in the final four. So, with that tournament heated up, now's the perfect time for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because uh, as a new customer, you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Seriously, just go down the FanDuel sports book. Uh, just get that app on your phone. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Then once you're there, you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores. Who has the most rebounds? Who made the most three pointers? Also at FanDuel, they even allow you to combine your bets. That way you're going to have a chance for a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com forward slash locked on that's fanduel.com forward slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba all right let's get back into uh spring camp day seven i got more to report on look things things move at a really rapid pace uh, under Lincoln Riley and his spring camp. This is nothing new at USC. Things have always had a nice pace to them, but, and again, I'm not trying to throw the previous administration or the previous staff under the bus. This one, just with Lincoln Riley, you can, you can really tell in year two, things are just more fluid, much more crisp. Everybody knows the routine. Obviously the new guys are still getting the hang of it, but for the most part, um, everyone knows what they need to do. There's no looking around like, you know, there's no more thousand yard stairs. And that's great. So um, what, what's not good though is, you know, things are moving so quickly. I've got to, I have to have my head on the swivel and I got to get as much as I can in the limited amount of time that we're out there. And time really flew by quickly today, in my opinion. So, you know, after that whole skip and stretch routine that we're allowed to watch, um, 
you know, the, the team breaks down in their position groups. And, you know, right before that, uh, the defense has their sprint hustle drill, you know, where they, they, you know, you have your first team, second team, third team, they run out to the middle of a Brian Kennedy portion of Howard Jones field. They line up uh, in their 11 positions, front linemen, linebackers, secondary, et cetera. At the snap of the ball, they all run in one direction, drop, roll, reassemble, line up for the snap, and then run back to the to a different corner of the end zone where they break down in front of Dante Williams. So while they were doing that uh, sprint hustle drill uh, today, uh, I noticed that Anthony Lucas was with the first team. Not saying that means anything. I'm just saying he was running with the first team today. First time I noticed that. Uh, following practice, uh, Caleb Williams mentioned uh, Anthony Lucas, and he highlighted, I guess, a really impressive play that that caught his attention. Apparently, Caleb uh, was changing the, the play at the line of scrimmage, and when Caleb was snapping the ball, he's like, all right, we got touchdown, ready to go. Anthony Lucas had a different idea because uh, he stopped the play cold. It didn't go for a touchdown. That impressed uh, the Heisman Trophy winner. And look, the defensive line, it's still a work in progress. But, and I cannot emphasize this enough, and I've been pointing it out, but I will point it out again. The size of the players uh, this season, noticeably different compared to last year. You know, they, they brought in quite a few guys. Uh, Kion Bars, Jack Sullivan, I mentioned Anthony Lucas a moment ago. Devin Tompkins, his name came up again today with Lincoln Riley after practice. Uh, Lincoln said he loves his size and athleticism. And he was actually, he was an unknown. You know, Lincoln, they weren't sure about him when, you know, when they arrived last year. But uh, Lincoln said he's really glad they kept him around. Really excited about the, uh, the way Devin is projecting with this team. And I've given you my own perspective. There, there's not a lot of size difference between him and, and Anthony Lucas. And, you know, Lincoln said that right now, Devin is more comfortable playing on the edge on the outside, but they can also see him playing inside in that three technique. So big things ahead for that young man. Speaking of Kion Bars, uh, he's big. And he walks big. He walks like an intimidating big man with that presence. And that's uh, it, kind of hard to describe, but if you've been around the USC football program over the years, you could just sense, you know, guys who have that confident walk. And if you're a big dude, he, and if he's coming at you, you step aside. Because <laughs> he's not going to step aside for you. That's that walk I'm talking about. Um, behind him on his way to practice, I noticed... Uh, that uh, Kion Hudson Ware, wide receiver, he was telling, uh, or he was giving Dejon Benton, um, he was kind of giving a little bit of business. Kion was having a nice stroll, little walk. Dejon was hustling. He was trying to get out to the practice field like he was late. And Kion was like, yeah, you're late. Don't worry about it. You're late. And at that moment, I kind of realized that uh, even though their names are spelled different, they're still pronounced the same in 2023. USC is going to have a couple of Dejans on their team. Uh, Dejan Lafitte 
the uh, defensive lineman, edge player. He was at practice today. So he was hanging out watching Sean Nua coach up that group. Speaking of defensive linemen, look, I have talked about it. I saw him again today as he ran near, ran right by me. Corey Foreman is bigger than 235 pounds. Um, he just is, period. And while he was also running to get to practice, he wasn't late. He was on time. Uh, he was just hustling to get out there. Uh, we really need to be thankful for the uh, yellow, the, the security detail who wear the yellow jackets. Because had he not held Corey back before he stepped off the curb, uh, a car had to come to a screeching halt. Um, otherwise, both Corey and Carr would have uh, made contact. That wouldn't have been good. It would have sucked. I also just realized, uh, number two, I guess, observation of the day, that gold plate, you know, the uh, how the, the players have to earn the Trojan logo to put on their helmets? Well, that program is back, and uh, everybody's still earning their logo, including Caleb, the Heisman Trophy winner. Now, it's hard to tell. A lot of the guys... Um, you know, have they have those big red foam cushions on their helmets when they come out. So maybe a few of them do have it. I haven't noticed any yet. So until I actually see one, nobody has one yet. One of the first things I get to see uh, once the team breaks into their position groups, uh, again, I focus on the defense. Those are the guys closest to me. So what were the D defensive backs doing today with Alex Grinch and Dante Williams? Well, uh, they once they uh, they finished their uh, their first team, second team, third team drill with that that breakdown drill with Dante. Uh, they, they run over and the secondary cornerbacks and safeties in one group. Uh, they're going through. It's a one on one drill, and it's basic two hands. You get you get your two hands on the guy in front of you. You're pushing and you're you're working down the line. You're kind of shed the block. But once you shed the blocker in front of you, these guys are running uh, to tackle the uh, the rolling donut. And today, that the secondary, that the entire group had a little bit of extra oomph, I guess is the best way to describe it, uh, coursing through their veins. Kalen Bullock and Zion Branch were laying it all out on the line today. Zion is going 100% full throttle. He's got a big old knee brace on his leg, but uh, he's trying to show the coaching staff that he's ready to go. When he tackles that uh, that donut, it's still violent. I mean, he is he wants to rip that thing in half. It's, it's pretty fun to watch. I mentioned Caleb Bullock as well. He he was walking with a sense of purpose today, and I couldn't make out what was on his towel that was hanging off the back like a tail but it was a really long uh, sweat towel. You know, those rags that they have guys have hanging off the, off their pants to dry their hands. This one was really long. I mean, it looked like a six foot tail. I'm not sure why it was that long today. <coughs> Excuse me. I, uh, so I just mentioned the defensive backs. That was one of the drills they were working on the linebackers today. They're working on their footwork. Um, and also it looked like they were working. It was like a drill. You know, you've heard the term playing inside a phone booth where things kind of get really congested. A lot of players, you, got, you kind of have to kind of get, make yourself skinny, narrow. Well, Brian Odom and uh, Coach Pelour, uh, they had them 
they almost look like they were flamenco dancers because the guys have their hands behind their backs and um, they're shuffling, zigzagging in and out between the bags. But the movement, it looked like they were doing a flamenco dance. So it was just, it looked odd, but it's, work. you know, again, you're working on your footwork, you're working on dexterity, your balance. And again, when you have to get skinny in a pile, uh, maybe putting your hands behind you, it helps you simulate getting your shoulders in because that's what they're trying to do. You're leaning in with your shoulders, trying to get that leverage to get that inside leverage, to get the inside leverage, to get past your guy. So um, I, that's, again, one of the drills that the linebackers were doing. And then I love watching the the linemen, the defensive linemen rush ends. Uh, they're over there in another far corner, but they were just pounding on the sled. So uh, anything that's physical, I love watching. Uh, we spoke with Justin Dietrich after practice. And according to Big Daddy, uh, the defense, they've been giving it to the offense. We were talking about the, uh, I asked him about the goal line short yardage situation and how uh, things got, maybe the, things got a little, uh, some players were mixing it up. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, defense was giving it to us. So we, we felt we had to, you know, push back a little bit. And it, he, he, it was a lot of fun, but uh, very physical, and the guys are going at it. One of the things you're going to learn about Justin, he's a team leader, but he's going to be very measured, very reserved with how he uh, talks about things within the team. Uh, I don't want to say he's real defensive, but – Again, he is uh, he's one of those guys that Lincoln Riley is going to rely on and turn to to make sure the team toes the line. I guarantee you he's part of the, uh, the, uh, the committee, the players committee that does the betting process. I, I have no doubt that he's on that committee. <laughs> so again, uh, a lot of fun to practice. Very physical. And the time we were able to see it, full pads, uh, they'll be out there again on Thursday. And it'll hopefully by the time they get out there for practice, which again will be at four o'clock, they pushed it back. Hopefully the rain will have passed by then. It's supposed to be raining all day on Wednesday. We'll see what it looks like on Thursday. I do know they won't be indoors. So yes, USC's got some new facilities coming and I'm sure they will have a new indoor practice facility, but do they really need it? And I do understand it'll be raining this coming week. They haven't they haven't gone indoors yet. Don't start now. It's one of the advantages of living in SoCal. And when it comes to recruiting, it plays a big advantage. Speaking of recruiting, I got some notes for you coming up in the next segment. All right, before we get out of here on this episode of Locked on USC, we've got a few more minutes. I'm going to give you some Wednesday hump day random stuff. I know you're watching this, making it your first listen because that's what you do with Locked on USC every day. I'll get back to football here quickly. But what if I told you, real quick basketball note, what if I told you that there's a possibility Boogie Ellis could possibly return for the 2023-24 season? I'm being told, again, it's a rumor that if the NIL package is good enough, uh, he could possibly say he has another year of eligibility. So if that draft grade doesn't come back from the NBA, what he wants to hear, remember, there's only two rounds in the NBA draft. And while Boogie really looked good 
at the back end of the of this past season. Uh, Pac-12 tournament and the uh, the first round of the NCAA tournament, he had a rough game. So we'll see. I'll let you know what I hear, but it's not out of the question. Back to football. So I was informed, and we've talked about this, but here's an actual number. In the last 13 months, USC football has turned their roster over by 68 players. Remember, you only have 85 on scholarship, and they're still not done. That May 1st portal is going to be here sooner than you think. Uh, there weren't a lot of recruits at practice on, on Tuesday. However, uh, Annie Hansen, uh, she is now doing a walk-up request from coaches and players who are traveling from all over the country. Uh, and they showed up, and she made sure that they were accommodated. She is literally the perfect host. You, if you ever get the chance to watch her in action, oh, what a great lady. Anyways, um, she made sure that the players and the coach was taken care of and even ensured them that once practice was over, they'd get a chance to meet Lincoln Riley, even take a picture with him. So, again, awesome job. Oaks Christian High School, local uh they uh, they had a few players that were in attendance, including um, class of 2026 uh, running back Deshaun Rideau. I don't believe there's any relation to former USC cornerback Daryl Rideau. But um, when we came inside to watch practice, uh, he was literally in running back uh, Kyle McDonald, running back coach Kyle McDonald's hip pocket. I mean, <laughs> literally on his hip. And he was watching really intently while Kyle was uh, coaching up Rayleigh Brown and Quentin Joyner, freshman running back, Taj Washington, Dorian Singer, run, uh, wide receivers. Uh, while they were trying to read the ball coming off the kick um, for a return. And coach was, uh, he, he was, he was showing um, the returners how to read in, in proximity to the goal line and the sideline. And they, they were doing this again. Uh, this, this is something that, that, that Coach Kyle has been, that he's been emphasizing because uh, I talked about this drill last week as well. But this time, I guess uh, Rayleigh Brown made a really good read. And uh, Coach Kyle McDonald said, hey, good read, Rayleigh. And I, that caught the attention of the recruit. So you always want to put on a show, so to speak, uh, when the recruits are there. Showing them this is what it's going to be like when I'm coaching you. Now, while there not, might not have been a lot of recruits on campus today, at least that I noticed, uh, there's going to be a lot of recruiting stuff heating up over these next couple of months. And, and I mean, starting this weekend. Uh, and while no specific, I can't really talk about too many specifics. Um, I can tell you, USC fans, you should anticipate hearing and seeing USC's name in the recruiting realm throughout the spring and summer. It'll be fun. I can tell you that this Saturday, I believe it's going to be this Saturday, there's going to be close to three, 300 to 400 players and their high school coaches. Um, kind of like an open house at USC's practice. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be able to get a pretty good show. And I also understand, I 
don't know exactly when there's going to be a huge uh, party in June and they're going to be using the Olympic pool. This is going to be another recruiting event. Lincoln's house up in Palo Verde's estates. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be open for another recruiting extravaganza. Again, a lot of stuff going on. I'll find out what I can specifically talk about. Um, Scott Schrader and myself from wersc.com. We had a chance to speak with Annie uh, before practice ended and we wanted to let her know how much she's appreciated. And she uh, showed her appreciation by giving us some really cool notes and nuggets. But again, I want to check and find out what I can share um, because I want to keep getting those that information. So there you go. Man, another episode in the books. And I want to say thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen today and every day. For your second listen, go check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. We've got our experts, Isaac Shade, Andy Patton. They're going to give you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you're going to get you're going to get more from other experts, insiders, players, coaches, all that. And you can find it on Locked on College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. There it is. Another episode in the book. So we'll be back again. But until then, you know what to do.